0: Have you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change for a bright future and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N rise. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is episode 21, and I'm so excited about this week's podcast. I wanted to talk about being thankful and Thanksgiving. And in this time of year, it's just an amazing time, and it's an opportunity to really think about all of the things that we've experienced. And more than that, to be able to say thank you to God for all that He has done. I'm reminded of 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 34. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. This has been a tumultuous year, to say the least. People were excited about entering into the year 2020. And, you know, I've I've talked about this before. They were hoping for clearer vision and new opportunities. But it's been anything but clear vision. What we've been left with as we round the corner of 2020 is death and sickness, hopelessness, despair, poverty, unemployment, shutdowns, government fighting and ongoing discord from opposing opinions. Yet, despite all of this, we as people of faith in God are told to give thanks to the Lord. Thanks is usually rendered when someone has done something for you, whether it's big or small. It's deemed as being courteous when we acknowledge the kind acts of others. In fact, we teach our children to say please and thank you. And in reality, you know, no one has to do anything for us. And that someone would think of us in a particular way to give us something that uh, garners the thought of saying thank you, that's heartwarming when I receive things and especially unexpected things, which I receive often these days, and I'm awed by the generosity and the love of of people and the love for me and my love for them. And um, it's just an amazing thing when we can render kind acts, but more than that, it's it's an amazing thing when we say thank you for the things that we receive. This week I had planned on preparing a hearty Thanksgiving Day meal and surprising my sister by taking it to her. She lives in Cleveland. Um, and my husband and I thought it would be a good idea to take that road trip and just drive it up and uh, surprise her. She suffers with an autoimmune disease and because of it she has to be extra careful, even more than those of us who are deemed somewhat healthy, but she has to be extra careful when uh, around other people. In fact, she has been pretty much shut down for the last nine months and she only ventures out for essentials and at times when she perceives it's uh, going to be less occupied by others. With the ongoing rise in COVID cases this week, I felt it was wise to follow the guidelines in of, of our government officials. You know, people ask, um, you know, whether or not they're going to follow the guidelines or not. The word tells us to to obey the rules, you know, of our, our, our government, our world. We're supposed to obey the rules of our leaders, especially if they're not. it's not something that's causing hurt or harm to anyone. And so with the ongoing rise in COVID this week, my husband and I felt it was wise to follow the guidelines. And instead of driving to her home, I would have to think of another way or, or an alternative means to receive uh, the meal that I prepared for her. So What I did, I prepared the meal and I placed it in the freezer and then packed it in some dry ice to send it overnight. Yes, I must tell you, it was a lot of work, but I had so much joy. And I mean that from the depths of my soul. I had so much joy and excitement about the thought of the look on her face and what her reaction might be when she received that package and when she would open that package. That's what I was looking forward to, but I'm just going to have to to, to live it vicariously and believe that I can see her reaction and her face. She's always appreciative and always says thank you. And she's extremely sentimental, even though she may not say it. She'll probably cry and say things like, I can't believe you did this for me. You didn't have to do this. She is someone who gets up every Sunday morning surveying her life and thinking of the things she's grateful for. And she renders thanks to God for them. I really appreciate that, and I'm glad she shared that with me because it, it just tells me about her deep faith. With her illness, she could easily be sullen, she could be depressed, but she remains upbeat and optimistic, and she looks forward to the tomorrows, and that's why she does what she needs to do to stay safe. I can appreciate the way she assesses her life because I do that quite often as well. We're often told to forget the past, but there are some things from the past that are worth remembering because they serve as a reminder of how God has blessed us and how his mercy does endure to all generations. With thanksgiving quickly approaching, I'm reminded of how many things that God has done for us and how thank you just doesn't seem like that's enough. Everyone should have a thank you story or in fact, thank you stories. King David had many reasons to be thankful. God had delivered him from the hand of his enemies. He'd enabled him to defeat the giant Goliath. He uh, was a stronghold when he felt weak or incapable. God was a stronghold for him. He was a steady force for him that he could depend on. And David thanked God, not just for the things he did, but just for who he was in his life. Too often, our words or acts of appreciation only come When someone has done something for us. But we should be thankful if God never does anything for us, because if it were not for him, we would cease to exist. It shouldn't matter if anyone has done anything for you. In fact, you may not get what you deserve from that person, but somewhere down the line, you may find acts of kindness showered on you, and you've done nothing for them, at least in your eyes. I have many people who have uh, been extremely gracious and generous toward me. And I can't see anything that I have done, but um, I believe that maybe these are ways that God shows me that I don't have to worry about those that lack appreciation. I think of the people who have come alongside me to help me with this ministry. They are skilled, and I mean smart, capable, busy people. Some of them have full time jobs and families, but they are also tireless and they're selfless. And I can't tell you how loving they are. And I couldn't do this ministry without them. I know they have been sent by God and thanking them for their service is the least I can do. In fact, I had one of them tell me recently that you don't always have to tell us thank you. We know you appreciate it. But for me, I do have to say it because I want to acknowledge that i don't take for granted any of the things that they do any of the kindness that they render or will render and continue to render our acts of kindness may not be reciprocated by some but we weren't do- we weren't and aren't doing it for them anyway are we all that we do should be done is doing it for the lord that's what makes us uh, desirous and willing to do things for others not for the thank yous uh, but for the love of God that's in us and how he's called us to do that for 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 others. That is why wearing a mask doesn't bother me. I know some people have a problem with it. And yes, I've been getting mass, mask acne. I think that's what they call it when that thing rubs on your face and you start getting those little bumps. And I never had bumps, but oh, well, wearing that mask doesn't bother me because if it prevents someone else from becoming ill, then I feel I've done a good thing. It's a minor inconvenience that won't last forever. Consider this Jesus went to the cross for us to save us from our sins, but he had to suffer to do this. Where would we be if he had decided because he was being inconvenienced or felt that his rights were being violated or felt that we exercised ingratitude toward his desire to save us? Where would we be? He hung on a cross, he was nailed to the cross. He was spit on. He was pierced. And yet he stayed there until he died. The word tells us we have been crucified with Christ, but nevertheless we live. The scripture goes on to say, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What that says to me is that if Christ died for me, then I should be willing to die to myself, which means if it helps someone else, I should be willing to do it because it is what Jesus would do. For the next several days, I'm going to continue to focus, focus on Thanksgiving. There simply isn't enough time to begin to say the importance of being thankful and for thanking God no matter what situation you may find yourself. It takes our mind away from ourselves and places it on someone else. It makes life worth living when you know you made someone's day a little bit easier, a little bit brighter, a whole lot more hopeful. It warms our soul to see the faces of those who are the recipients of the love that is shown because of who lives inside of us. Thanksgiving isn't the same as it used to be for me. Thanksgiving used to be a time where we would gather with loved ones and um, my mom would cook inordinate amounts of food. We'd sit around, talk about nothing and do nothing. But it was just about being there with them. That part makes me sad. But there's a joy that awaits me when God calls me from my labor and tells me my work is done. My faith tells me I can trust and believe that I will see them again. my soul will live. My parents were saved, and so I know that they await my coming. And what a great Thanksgiving day that's going to be. But in the meantime, I want to be the person God calls me to be. I want to be the person who exercises and demonstrates thanks in all things. Consider spending the next several days and weeks to look around and find things to thank God for. I'll start I thank God for the air that we breathe, for the gift of sleep to rest when weary from the work of the day, for work and the ability to make a living, for the activity of my limbs, for a mind to think and act and carry out my day-to-day task, for a bed to sleep on and covering to keep me warm, for the heat from the sun and the warmth provided in our home for my eyes that enable me to see, for warm water, for a God who hears me when I cry, for a God who listens and answers prayer, for a God who dries my tears. I'm thankful for a God who helps me in times of trouble. I could go on and on. I I don't have, and in the English language, there are not enough words that could convey the thanks that I have for God. And I hope that's your thought too. I am reminded of Psalm 40 and 5. Oh, Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. That's what I feel about thanksgiving and thanking God. If I tried to tell him and thank him for all of the things he's done and done in my life and around me and the lives of others, I would never come to an end of them. I simply wouldn't be able to thank him enough. What are you thankful for? Take a moment, look around, look over your life, and I'm sure you too will find a list too numerous to name. May we always render thanks to God, for he is good and his mercy endureth to all generations. God bless you, I'll talk to you next week.